life. Sports. A celebration. Welcome, America, to the TC and Jake show. We may very well do a show about being humble. On the celebration of life through sports, Humble Wednesday. Humble Wednesday. Humble Wednesday. Jake, how's your Wednesday morning going? Well, it's Thursday. Oh, is it really? So your bit didn't even work. It's not a bit. Your date, your day of the week, your month bit, it didn't even work, yes. But I am uh, envious of a guy who doesn't live his entire life just thinking about the two hours you might get on Friday night uh, where everyone's asleep. Uh, I'm pretty excited doesn't know about what, the weekend. Doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> I love the weekend. It's just the yeah. beginning of the day, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't. Kind of got to wait till you make first contact with what day it is to really set it in your mind. But by the afternoon, it's really clear. Then you're no. gonna know for sure. No, for me, it means get up, baby, five fifty-five to six, which is he's a good sleeper. I'll take that. It's not waking up in the middle of the night. Got swim Saturday. Had to, we moved it to early a.m. so we could be at Izzy's birthday party. Uh, then after that, another kid party. And after that, I'll go to bed. That's nice. That's it. That sounds like it's more your Saturday. I was only asking you about your Wednesday. Well, you. I thought you were talking about uh, you love the weekend by the afternoon. Well, no, I... I you love every day by the afternoon. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I love the weekend, period. I uh, I feel more confident what day it is by the afternoon than the morning as a oh, separate okay. matter. Okay, got it. Got it, got it. Got it, got no, it. No, I always it. know when it's the weekend. <laughs> Vampire <laughs> time. Nah, we haven't. We've been staying away from sucking blood for quite a while now. Really, that's a different guy. You've, you've, uh, you're not changing, you're not updating for how I've changed in the last five years. Well, you're not giving me I credit. certainly am updating it for weekdays, but I also know that the group text will still get like a 2.30 a.m. observation on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, vampire <laughs> mode is, uh, being up at 2, 2.30 is not the problem. Being wide awake at 6 a.m., having not slept <laughs> at any point is You're a madman. An absolute madman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, but me. <laughs> He's just a different guy. Yeah. Been a oh, long time. TC. Been doing great. Month after month. Just stringing together. Long string of months. of You're stacking them on top of each other. Being in bed by 3, 4 a.m. <laughs> no, nah, the last uh, week or two, I've been sticking pretty close to... Going to bed at like midnight. Look at that. Sometimes I like to stretch the one. But yeah, that's just my chronotype, man. You don't want to attack me for my chronotype, do you? I don't even know what that means. I think that the guest that we had on professional, not you and I, but in my professional, I think he made that up. But I might be wrong. Uh, it's yeah, he, he was a sleep doctor, so he would know a lot about sleep. And uh, really impressed upon me that genetically some people just like 
sleeping at certain okay. times. I'm disappointed that I don't find the find the criticism tab here on the uh, Chronotype Wikipedia page because that sounds like horseshit to me. That sounds like horseshit to you. A guy yeah, that just I mean, like you. So you look around and you think that everyone has the same thirst for waking up early as you. They just choose not like certainly you can see that you get up in fact it seems to be a bit of a badge of courage that uh you get up earlier than most people right yeah but i mean it's by necessity but is it i would certainly prefer it yeah i mean the kid wakes up and before that it was try to you know the other kid will wake up an hour after that so you got to get up and get everything done before yeah they're up before you had kids would you say that you woke up earlier than most people yeah, I would wake up and pull drops so that I had them ready before, you know, I had to leave for work that day. Yeah, I, so I would love to sleep late one day. I, I think it's pretty comforting, if I recall. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to read more about chronotype. But I mean, it's interesting if something like this is, a, is supposed to be based on, you know, your body's biology because for most of human history, that was not an option. So I guess it starts to present itself once it I'm not does become sure an option. True. Yeah, I just don't know that if you were like uh, living in like the year 600, that if you were like, my chronotype is really more that uh, I don't wake up when the sun comes up. I think you would have been killed. Well, you would have just probably starved, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm open to it, but it's interesting. Like, I don't know that there were many people. That's an interesting point. Like a thousand years ago, they were like, I'm, dude, come on, I'll get this shit done at night. I ain't a morning person. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but the sun's up and now you're going to, you could die. But yeah, I mean, certainly I also know people. Shit. You often hear this about like, oh, that's what's so funny about like the, uh, I think I started thinking about this the other day because it might have been Neville Chamberlain. There was like a thread about his life. Uh-huh. And somebody was like, look at this and then follow, uh, then, you know, let's report back on what all the Instagram alpha bros are saying about how you should live. Like, I mean, how many people throughout human history that I may be talking myself out of this point as I say it, that were like extremely powerful and effective at their job even if that job was perhaps genocide, uh, that slept until like noon every day. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know I don't think most those of people do, exactly. Right? Dude, Stalin. Stalin was a vampire. Stalin wasn't getting up before noon. Is that true? I didn't know. I don't know Stalin's sleeping regimen. Oh yeah, I'm not. And a uh, Neville Chamberlain's was. Uh, he definitely didn't wake up early, but it was also he would drink two drinks like every three hours and okay. ate nothing. He would wake up at like 9, 9.30 and just eat meat and drink scotch for like the next 14 hours. And then it's like, you need to be up by 5.27, do a cold plunge, don't eat until 9.30, zero alcohol. This is how you could reach peak performance as a male. Like, yeah, well, look at this fat fuck who ran the world for, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A decade, it was just like slightly drunk the whole time and eating like meat until he fell asleep with a plate of meat in his bed. <laughs> okay, oh nuts. yeah, was he intermittently fasting? <laughs> was he <laughs> no. was he not consuming something that would make his body have to work hard to break it down in his slumber? I don't even no. Th- I don't even th- think of him as fat. 
based on what you're saying, I guess that he was, but you know, Churchill is maybe he, I'm thinking successful. of Churchill. Maybe I'm thinking of Churchill. It was whatever the thread was. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Uh, but yeah, look no, at this. he looked like a motherfucker who fucking fell asleep with steak. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so, holy shit, man. I mean, because they logged all this stuff, you know? They logged, like, what he was consuming. That's like, weird. Like, he would just, he, you know, like, at, a, at wherever he lived. I don't fucking know. <laughs> 10 Downing Street? There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they have, like, records of the kitchen. Yeah, that I guess like that preserved. does make sense. The government, so they have, like, like, what, what the, food they're buying. Right. Someone's got to pay booze. for it. There's a receipt somewhere. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> he would start with Johnny Walker Red mixed with soda to the rim. This is Churchill? Follow, yeah, follow with more of the same throughout the morning. Uh... One to three alcohol drinks before lunch. Uh, let's see. After a morning spent sipping the stuff, he would be playful and jokey, but not yet violent. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, kind of the, the fun, the a fun rough period afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to throw some stuff at us later, but right now we're laughing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Chronotypes. I'll look into it. There's got to be something to it. I don't want to completely dismiss it, but it does seem like a modern. Was your was this a dude who also was like trying to tell people to, uh, basically like cut their days in two and sleep? Like, you know, people that are like sleep for two hours five times a day. Yeah, no, I I know the you I'm certainly saw some of guy. those. I've, I've watched that clip a lot of times. I might watch it again. Oh, that's right the guy done here. Is that the guy who said he got two days out of every one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just straight best. up alpha. <laughs> yeah. No. And we would have gladly booked him and heard about his program. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But no. Because the, the thing TC is it compounds over a month and then over a year. The guy that we did get, uh, <laughs> his name is uh, Michael Bruce, B-R-E-U-S. I'm sure he would appreciate the, uh, the plug for his, uh, his work. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It made a lot of sense to me. Like I, you know, I, I know plenty of people in my life who wake up earlier than I do and the, learning that like, you know, there was something different. He, he was like pairing it with some other, uh, traits too of like, you know, that, that like, like that there's, you know, obviously there's an infinite number of genetic combinations, maybe not literally infinite, but, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. You, you know, it's it's not necessarily an absolute truth that like one per like that people who sleep in late do this and people who wake up early do this. But you know, having some general commonalities, it certainly. And I mean, like like you're saying, maybe it's like the fitness community wakes up early because you know they need to work out and they got work at this time. But I don't know. You got the like. What I was thinking whenever you're talking about the drops is like you have the same number of hours in the day. I would just do those drops before I went to sleep. You know, I like, think the problem for me is that, and I've this is definitely a problem for me. Although I think it's probably common, is that for me to sleep, like I couldn't. I I had a really hard time coming home from like the post game show and sleeping. It would really fuck me up. Yeah, no, I would. Like I, I can't, would have a hard time with that for sure. And so even though drop pulling something like pulling drops is like a passive thing, dude. I don't have much 
kid or otherwise past like eight. Now, I guess I would, what it would take is that I would have to, you know, that's probably more related to when you wake up. But I'm just saying almost I feel like no matter when I wake up at the end of the night, like I'm just not good at anything. <laughs> like I'm not. It just like, uh, fuck. I'm yeah. just out. And that, that that's sound, probably the chronotype. Yeah, that that sounds like your body has a rhythm and like that that's I, I can tell you like I don't know. Whenever I was reading about hypoglycemia a lot as a young man because I'd been diagnosed with it and I got assigned a lot of uh book reports on it whenever I was in the drug rehab, um the literature would talk about that uh you know like one common like part of the experience would be feeling most like high energy, not high energy, but like most productive, like you could do a lot. You felt compelled to do a lot like in the evening, like around eight, you know, like like eight to 11 is like a a real, you know, prime time for those kind of people. And I'm not hypoglycemic, but I've always identified with that. Like I, I don't really want to like do work, but like I feel creatively engaged. I feel like more energy than I usually do. Like, Especially for the last several years, it's weird. Like if I'm pretty tired, uh, I all feel I can like if I haven't slept that much, I'll feel pretty tired. Like around eight o'clock, I've learned that if I go to bed then, that's when vampire mode stuff happens. I will wake up wide awake, mm-hmm. alert at midnight, and it will not abate until like six a.m. Whereas if I do just like push past it, like if I just, you know, just kind of uh, be drowsy from like 8 to 8.30, that I'll pick back up and like I won't, even then I won't go to bed till like 1 because I'll feel like a lot of energy until 1. And that sounds like night and day different than what you're talking, than what your experience is. Yeah. And yeah. that's the kind of stuff where like, I don't know, it makes sense to me that it would be genetic explanation, although I do certainly have to grant that uh, your your thing that earlier human experience would have selected against uh, yeah. people like me at the kind of rates that we would have just left the <laughs> genome certainly is a compelling argument. But uh, I don't know. Whenever you look at it, it's like you know, if if we're both sleeping eight hours a day, then like you know, the order of activities doesn't matter. You know, like you you get like. You know, the, whenever I had a was doing the ticker job and I would have to do prep, I wouldn't wake up uh, early to write stories. I needed to have, you know, I would have my first hour of tickers written by the time I showed up to work. But I would just do that immediately before I went to bed because things were not going to change that much in the sports world between midnight and 10 a.m. Uh, Unless they raid Aaron Hernandez's house. Yeah, and then I can write something real quick. You remember how writer. fun that was? Yeah, absolutely. I wish right if, up I wish there with uh, NFL player would start killing. We can have <laughs> that fun again. Well, I mean, realistically, for it to get to the Aaron Hernandez point, like somebody needs to be like five years into their arc. Well, I mean, they yeah. can start now, but I, I would like this in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's someone. You know, it's fun to think about. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's who, a ton who, of NFL players. Yeah, no, like maybe one of them is 80% through the story. And yeah, next year yeah, we'll yeah. find out, you know, that'd be really cool. That'd be a cool thing. Yeah, that was, they've uh, had one cooking right up, for us a little bit. It's about ready to serve. Exactly. That's right up there with Boston Bomber on TV for me of exhilarating live coverage. Really? You experienced yeah. that as a, such a thrilling live event. That's nice. 
Oh, dude, I was locked in. Yeah. Locked in. Dude, they were fucking showing the infrared on TV, like on CNN. Like they were carrying the search live. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. They're saying now they think he's under this boat. <laughs> like, Not Aaron dude, they're gonna pull. No, no. They're going to pull this boat off on TV. Yeah, that what was a crazy. Time. And they'd already killed one of the other. Yeah, just a just an exhilarating live TV moment. Mm-hmm. So I got a thing I got to tell you about. Um, okay, I've uh, I'm, I'm here to announce the uh, the the. I think I've made some uh, false starts in the past couple months before, but now we are uh, most definitely fully back rideshare driving. We've watched the savings, the family savings, just dwindle slowly month by month over the past year of. Just, uh, you know, really engaging myself creatively, you know, and, and what a price could you put on that? No, um, you can't, you know, until the bank calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I, we're, we're very close to being fine, but we're on the wrong side of it, you know? Uh, so in like a, a small amount of rideshare driving can make it up. It'll be great, you know, like whatever. I was I was looking at the uh, we talked about you brought up the uh, the median income last time right for something um, yeah we were talking about that YouGov poll by the way you were right I screwed that one one stat up uh, maybe two on airplanes and high school graduation I inverted those two you were right okay like eighty nine percent of the country does have at least a GED um, and uh, uh, Matt Brunig pointed out to me that of the people whenever you're surprised it's it's older people. Like all, like everyone older than us, you know. There's the, it used to be I, yeah. much more common, and like you know, then and you don't even really think about that. I'm thinking about I don't know anyone in my friend group who didn't finish high school, but you know, my friend yeah. group doesn't have a lot of seventy year olds, but they do count in the stats. That's true. That, but they were yeah. I don't you know they didn't have toss. <laughs> That's right. They were just handing them fuckers out. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just had to milk yeah, a cow. Right. <laughs> you got yeah. So I've, I've been. Considering, like you know, I've been looking at looking at our income level through those stats, and uh, I don't know, I, I don't know how we're not uh, just killing these bills, no problem. The answer is that we bought a house, you know, like if we'd never yeah, have moved. Uh, I think that I could really just do nothing forever, <laughs> but uh, I really like the house, <laughs> yeah. so I I don't mind uh, putting in a little bit of work. But yeah, the point is, um, if anyone needs any rides. Just uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'd uh, I'd be happy to uh, to help if it works out. You know, location, schedule wise, all that. Um, but so I was doing rides Saturday afternoon, and uh, I'm trying to remember how I ended up down there. What was the last one before that? I ended up in Balch Springs. How much Balch Springs okay. experience do you have? Very little. Yeah. Um, man, I I'm just drawing a blank as to what the one that was took me down there, but it doesn't really matter. So I got called over. It was uh, one of the like. There's a you know great variety of people who uh, who call rideshare rides, and you know like some like super common for it to be like business people in town, you know that like don't have their car because they're here for just a couple days. Uh, can I can I pause you real quick? Yeah. If you Google Balch Springs TX, mm-hmm. like not just in map, but Google it, 
uh, it's really depressing because it brings up the the blur. Balt Springs is a city in Dallas County, Texas, blah, blah, blah. And there are two images. On the right, it's got, you know, the map, the zoomed in of the map. There it is, right there southeast of Pleasant Grove. But the photo they use to represent Balt Springs is not City Hall. It's <laughs> not, uh, you know, it's not their 9-11 memorial. It's just a neighborhood on fire. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's no way their uh, their chamber of commerce put that on on Google. Yeah, but yeah, it's just I guess there was a huge fire there last year where a bunch of homes burned down, and they have an aerial photo of the fire in progress. This is not a post fire photo. It's just an entire row of houses in the middle of devastating destruction. Well. With no offense to them or any of the residents of Bald Springs, that that's what I was picking up. That's, yeah, I thought you might be able to <laughs> confirm that for me. That that was that was the feeling. Um, and yeah. uh, oh. you know, so you got your different kinds of riders. Um, you know, like uh, people like you uh, going out. You know, have uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to drive at the end of this, but. Uh, of course, I do have a car. And then there's the group of people that like live here uh, and they're not going not going out. They could drive at the end of this if they wanted to, except for they don't have a car. Uh, right. And that group of people, um, it can be tricky to pick them up at times because it, it, I, in my mind, feel confident that it correlates with uh, having a crappier phone with less precise GPS locations. So whenever you're plugging in, you know, whatever place you're going... Um, you know, some people aren't checking, like, did it catch the place that I'm at or like a business that's, you know, a couple blocks away and the, the GPS location info was bad. Um, yeah. and so that, that's where, that's what it ended up being here. Uh, but I, I don't know that immediately, you know, like I was just told go to this business and then, you know, you can call them, you can text with the person whenever they don't show up. Um, and so. I had the the thing that very clearly uh, was the the beginning of the trip on my uh, phone. Like the app said, go to Lake June Liquor. So I'm I'm in the parking lot of Lake June Liquor. Uh, I receive a text from the guy that just says, "I'm here," and I'm like, "That's the least helpful thing you could have said." <laughs> yeah, I, that's my job. <laughs> I have no idea what here is. Uh, I don't know what you look like, so I don't know who I is. Like, you know, just this has given me <laughs> no information. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to sort this through. And like, uh, as I'm doing this, I, whenever I'm in this, like whenever I'm sitting in the car and like I'm doing this stuff, whenever I'm picking up a passenger, I very rarely park because if, if I'm blocking someone, I can just take my foot off the brake and move a little bit, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, I'm trying to like do all this as fast as possible. Anytime you're backing out, this is a you know key aspect of the uh, back in uh, or park you know to front in um, debate is that uh, a lot of accidents happen backing up. You know, like whenever it's whenever there's cars whizzing by you. That's why I do like to back into a parking spot is because then you know whenever you're backing into the parking spot, the the cars beside you are parked. You're not like uh, you know, whatever, there, there's just no moving objects involved. Um, whereas if you park front in and then you back up, you're, there's traffic going behind you. So whatever. Um, and uh, there's a 
security guard at this Lake June liquor. You know, a guy that's just been hired. He's definitely of not course. a police officer. He's wearing a, kind of a ratty shirt with a, a, fl- a button down that's a dark color with like a flag uh, on the sleeve, you know? So, so like, is he in the Boy Scouts? He's certainly not a cop. Um, and uh, he makes eye contact with me and like points to an open spot. And uh, I think I might like kind of like shake my head or whatever and then just go back to like texting with the guy, you know, like, where are you? Um, and then someone else pulls into that spot and then the guy's trying to get my attention and like points to another spot, like across the parking lot. And, uh, you know, I, I just blow him off and (laughs) then he starts like yelling and, uh, good. Here we go. I'm just like, no, (laughs) I, I don't need to care about this and I don't, so I won't. Uh, and so he walks over to the car and starts, I guess it was more like uh, the bottom part of your palm. It wasn't really like a punch punch, but right. he's hitting my window. <laughs> like as yeah, hard it's as he how, can. Like, this is how like Jean-Claude Van Damme would like cave someone's nose in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like guess. Like you just strike right above your wrist, like below and just. Gah. I think it's probably so just like it would hurt his knuckles to fucking <laughs> full punch a window. Right. Uh, yeah. But like also causes so he's, a bigger he's really scene. just being a pussy about it. <laughs> okay. Um he's like yelling the park. And I'm just like, no, I don't know. Like, he's not a cop. I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, he he can't call a cop on me for what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not a problem for anyone else except for him. And I'm only a problem for him because he's decided he's mayor of this parking lot and like that this insubordination will not pass. And it's like, dude, you're like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter where I park. It doesn't matter if like people listen to you. You're a fucking, you know, like whatever. I, I don't mean to disrespect the profession of security guards at liquor stores. I, I'm sure that most of them are chill. Uh, and I, I don't want to give them all a bad name because of this guy. I'm sure, you know, you, it's, it's a job that you can make, uh, make what you make of it. But, like, uh, you know, he's being, like, the worst kind of them that you could imagine. Um, and so I just keep ignoring him. <laughs> like, I'm just, you know, trying to continue to text this, the guy that I'm looking for. Uh, and he fucking opens my door. whoa (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like what the fuck uh and so like i pull it shut and then he opens it again and then i pull it shut and lock it and then he just resumes fucking hitting the window as often as he can i'm like dude if you break it you're paying for it which i don't know i don't know if that's like line of the century to be like you gotta pay for this uh but i I am like where's this headed like you know you don't want to like you know fucking handle this expense and like i don't know maybe if he breaks this window it's not like i you know what am i gonna do like if he doesn't give me his information am i gonna like uh tackle him and find an id no i'm gonna keep driving you know uh but it's gonna fuck up my day i guess so yeah no maybe he's on like a great day but if the legal system works in any kind of intended way, then someone uh, who like just is out to break someone else's window is probably going to have a bill for that window at some point. But 
Anyways, he's not strong enough. I'm pretty pretty hyped about uh, the good manufacturing processes we have going at the Ford Motor Company. Uh, I don't know how much I would have thought that the windows held up to, but you know, certainly it, it it never felt that close. It felt like he had the intent to break the window, like he was hitting it as hard as he could. Uh, and then, uh, but you know, I, I never was like, boy, it's about to crack or anything. It it seemed like throwing a fucking rock at a brick wall. Um, and like uh, at that point, some people do actually like start walking towards uh, a car that's like uh, parked by me. And uh, so I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I, I don't want any more of this. Uh, I'll just like uh, get out of here. And so I, at that point, I looked down at my phone and the guy said, like, I'm at another business. And so I'm like, OK, I'll just drive to that business. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just like I. I don't, I don't know why I'm worried about insulting the guy that was the stranger that was trying to break my window, but like, I guess I'm making some assumptions with him based on not a ton of information, but it felt to me like a, a situation that I'd certainly been a part of before where someone who's, you know, with all due respect to uh, this fine gentleman, uh, too dumb to really think through all of the consequences about what's going to happen, decides that they need to start planning things. Like that, that it's important that he arrange which cars are parked where at what time, but like has not really thought through like, does, do they need to be parked there? Is there a reason? Like, do am I just experiencing a flush <sighs> of a need to control that's really got no relationship to anything else? And I just am trying to justify my existence as a security guard at a liquor store or like, is there some actual stakes here and like people's lives would be improved by me forcing this man to park in this spot? And, uh, you know, cause like, it's, it's just what happens if he doesn't say anything at all is not that like these people spend the rest of their lives at this liquor store. It's that I move my car slightly whenever someone else gets into theirs in order for them to be able to get out. Like, you know, th this was all going to work itself out if he wasn't there. Most of the time I'm parking someplace, he's not there and it works out just fine. Uh, but like, you know, he's, he's focused on this idea of like, well, what if they get in their car and this guy's still here? Like then they might not be able to back out. And, uh, right, and then we've got a real situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's that nine eleven, same kind of deal. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Man. It was it was wild. And then whenever I do, the guy was like right. The um, ride pickup was right around the corner, so I get to him, and I'm like, yeah, man, uh, this is a guy just yelling at me. So sorry if I'm like breathing heavy. I'm like flushed with adrenaline. And uh, he was like, yeah. And I was like, so how's your day been? He's like, yeah. And that was whenever I figured out he couldn't speak English. He, he oh, okay. had no idea what I just told him about the other thing. I wasn't going to be able to really uh, vibe with him about this story. And then I learned he was just going from uh, one motel that was next to the highway to another motel that was just across that highway. Exact same street. Without the highway walking, it would have been about two minutes. But I guess... But was there an underpass? There certainly was. But <laughs> and he just wanted no part of that? I guess so. <laughs> he, it you would know, have made I sense mean, if he needed to like move something, but he, he didn't have anything with him. He's just, there's also the possibility um, 
I've never experienced homelessness, mm-hmm. as we've come to say it. But there's also the possibility that there are times in the community where walking under, you know, under an overpass, I guess, could tar- could trigger some rival territory. It wasn't that big of an. O- uh, it was like a. It's a very small highway. Okay, I'm just saying, I imagine there are, there's a whole, you know what, I'd really like to, uh, I wish we could speak to someone who was homeless for a, a, a prolonged period of time in Dallas. It's not that hard, I bet. Yeah, but I'm saying do it in, uh, I don't know. There's I don't a guy want, that sleeps uh, like a block from me. I can yeah, browse but let's, see if he needs anything. There's also the fact, yeah, I mean, look, there's the guy outside the AAC that, I got leftovers. I'll throw them his way. Maybe grab him a mad pie slice. But that guy ain't gonna sit down. Let's. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, first of all, I don't know if he sits down. You can't down. book him. I don't know that. I don't know that the content would be. You know, basically, I want someone. Uh, what I want is some ivory tower version of gang leader for a day, but homeless for a day. Like I yeah. want some guy to tell us, like, here's how this because it's obviously like an extremely misunderstood existence. Not it's only not from as the much, causes and the repercussions, but I just want to know if you're like, you know, there's obviously there's got to be like a pecking order. You know, there's yeah. got to be like a level of like, you don't fuck with that guy over there. And by that, I mean, don't let him see you. Uh, like, this is turf that you can't, you know, post up on. There's got to be like an entire complex ecosystem. I mean, yeah, that's I'm sure pretty that, interesting. And you, I'm you know. sure they have people for whom it is on site. And so you'd rather not be cited. But, uh, Do we just need Mitch? Well, who the fuck was it? Which sports reporter? <laughs> that did what? Remember uh, one of the sports reporters like uh, was homeless in D.C. before the Super Bowl or something? No, I do not remember that. Dude, I'm telling you, it was like his big feature. And that like this, there was a... Was homeless? He went and like went undercover basically or like reported... On being homeless in in Detroit, okay. And this is there was this was kind of like a storyline in the uh, in the Wire, right? It was Mitch Album. Oh boy, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was if it was Uh-oh. if it was uh, Mr. Tuesdays himself. Man, I I read that book as like a middle school student and was uh, deeply moved. And whenever I like grew up and became a sports fan and came to understand what place in the culture Mitch Album occupies, that was a real letdown for me. Dude, I mean, that's happened to the best of us, man. The guy who wrote like one of my favorite books, uh, the book about ISIS, not the guy who walked across Afghanistan. That book is still amazing. Uh, but the other guy, Graham something from the uh, from the Atlantic, like. Like half the shit that is in that book is fake, apparently. Aww. Like he got he got taken down pretty hard. Uh once the New York Times like made a podcast about it. He got too big. And it turns out he's like kind of a terrible reporter. And I'm like, ah fuck, man. I love this book. Yeah, I do kind of remember the I remember that like uh coverage of it. Yeah. So yeah, the uh I don't know that it has as much like nuts and bolts as what you're looking for, although it certainly has some. Uh, but those soft white underbelly interviews, that YouTube channel, soft white underbelly, yeah, it's all interviews with homeless people that you know they're they're talking about like how they got there and like what their life is like now, and it's you can definitely get some of it. They're they're trying to do the thing that you're talking about to some extent. 
It's just hard when it's somebody who's yeah. That 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 sound, that seems much closer than what Mitch Album did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much Mitch Album's really going to teach you as far as what you're trying to find out. But anyways, um, last time whenever we uh, is that the discussed- first time you've had it. You've ever had anybody hit your windshield? There's no way, right? Like, not like that. Like, but like, just kind of like uh, out of frustration, like tapping the car. I feel like it must have happened lots of times. I can't recall any specific ones now, but it feels like a see, thing I can, that's happening in my life frequently. I can only think of the one. Um, I mean, I watched I've you kick told, your own it's, car. It's probably been a very long time for me since uh, this happened and really i don't know of a time when it's happened before then or after that it was uh when we dude this is so bad i feel any stress or problems that have presented them to me in my life now i'm just like dude yeah you you definitely earned all this like (laughs) like, how can you possibly ever think like why is this happening to me given my uh my past but yeah, it was just driving by the movie theater on a Friday or Saturday night. This is 20 years ago, folks. Movie theaters were quite packed on a Friday or Saturday night. And you had to wait outside to buy your ticket. And we would just fucking roll by two or three of us in the cab of the truck, four or five in the in the bed, and just douche people with water balloons. <laughs> What a ruin of your evening. You just gotta I'm try talking, to see the sixth sense and fucking now you yeah. gotta do it wet. And like, yeah, you're you're just soaked. Like, and it's you know, we would do it when it wasn't like it was always summer, you know, we'd do it on the weekend in the fall and it's cold. <laughs> you're just just tossing 20, 30 water balloons between in a in a 30. relatively slow roll. I mean, you got like four or five guys and they're just rapid firing water balloons over <laughs> towards the towards the the crowd, man, and it was yeah, and I, I there was a Chili's next door too, and we would do it there. Like as people were walking, like on the way out, you know, they were situated right next to each other, a Fossil Creek movie theater, and just hurl them at people, like because obviously Chili's still a fine establishment, but back then it was quite popping, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, there were people who had to wait outside at Chili's. You don't see that much anymore, um, but yeah, and then. There was a guy who saw us, who was, I think, walking in from the parking lot. I don't think he actually got touched, but he was still close enough to his car that he followed us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a good driver in no pressure. So now we're fleeing the area, the little entertainment area, and like trying to get into these like uh, neighborhoods behind there. I had never been in, which I, so I had no idea where I was going. They were all pretty new. And he followed us, dude. And he followed us like, for a while, like through these neighborhoods, he and he would, there was no one was stopping at a stop sign, and eventually to try to get away from him, I literally drove up into someone's yard. Wow! And like tried to like get out of this, you know, it was like a cul-de-sac, and he, I don't know, it was a bad scene, and he had us kind of boxed in, and at this point, uh, the people who were in the bed of the truck had gotten out and taken off. Like when they saw this guy was following us, like we lost him for a second, and they're like, "I'm out of here." They scatter. And so it's just me and a couple other dudes in the cab and I'm kind of like stuck and he just runs up to the car and just starts doing palm thing to every window like a lot. What a weird until I can eventually get out of there. It was 
terrifying dude. Yeah, he terrifying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I yeah. Like, do you need? And he to looked be exactly running? like you think he did. Goatee, squatty. Yeah, a hundred percent was like waiting for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, had taken the police exam several times. No um, doubt. I just I don't know. Like, I feel like he probably could have gone uh, low speed the entire time and stopped at all the stoplights. Like, kind of the thing you want most is for him to get close enough that the only move for him becomes get out of the car and then he's out of the car and you're still in one and at that point he was he was driving, driving in 30. a way that made me think he would he would hit my car with his car that was a that was my main concern but yeah, yeah. that's nuts like there's no oh, way yeah like you know you could go to court on that and i don't know i don't even know if you do go to court on that i like the courts are only for a certain amount. Like most of the conflicts in our life, I think the court would be like, "I don't have time for this." You know what I mean? Like, so I, I whatever like a trial I'm hoping for, where I'm standing in front of an impartial jury, being like, "Listen, I made some mistakes, but he ran me with his fucking car." Like, who's the psycho here? The guy who threw a water balloon, or the guy yeah. who used his car as a weapon. I do feel like seemed- I could win that case. That, yeah, for sure. But I wanted, you know, you're you're panicking. I was like 16, 17. Yeah, yeah we wanted. Yeah. We thought that was the perfect crime because you know you just exit right back out on the crime. freeway. No, no one who got hit is in a car. You know, because the, the only time we would ever throw things at, at people in moving cars, obviously, was cheese. Cheese. The craft singles was a big player. But dude, I, you know what's funny is like I think my high school reunion is in like two and a half months, mm-hmm. and one of the dudes who's I guess. It's the whole thing, dude. Can Maybe we do I'll a talk live about show it from it? it. No, but it's I didn't even know about this because I'm not on Facebook, but my wife is good friends with someone who graduated with me a few years after or before her and she's like somehow part of the planning committee. And a buddy of mine from high school, I haven't kept up with it all, is a lawyer now. Like a I guess like a pretty big time lawyer. And his law firm They all try to say is, that. I know. His law firm is paying uh, so again, I went to high school in North Richland Hills. We're having our uh, 20-year reunion at the Star. Yeah, yeah, I do recall that detail. That's wonderful. It's very far from where our high school is and very far from where most people live if they still live in this area. Now that I remember that, I'm really going to have to insist we do a live show. I don't know if we can do a live show, but I do kind of want to get this guy on, uh, my buddy, I haven't kept up with him at all again, but he was a terror. He was like 6'8", 325. He was a uh, tackle all four years. He started as a freshman. He played college football, and he was just – Will you say where he played? Uh, what conference? No. It was not, it was not D1. Okay. Um, so he he just like had this – I don't even remember what he called it, but he literally had like a written manifesto that explained how he could never get in trouble for anything. Like he just, he, he had this whole thing of, cause it would, and it would happen too. Like he would be dicking around at practice with somebody and then the other kid would have to run. Uh, he committed insurance fraud, um, Tight. on his, on his own car. And like he busted out all of the windows in his car. Uh, I think, uh, for CDs or something. I don't know. Um, I don't actually even know if that part's true. That's just what we had always heard. It sounded like something you could make up. Mm-hmm. 
But I do know that when uh, we were seniors in high school, he was driving his parents like 12 passenger like traveler van mm-hmm. and it had curtains in it, you know, so you couldn't see in. Yeah. And it had like a TV with a VCR and the move was to get on the freeway at night. And from the uh, passenger side sliding door in the right lane was to arc eggs over the driver's side. <laughs> you throwing eggs at cars on the highway? Because the thing was, the dangerous. shades were the shades were down. closed in the back. Yeah, so they can't see anyone. They can't see, and as long as the driver and the person in the front passenger seat keep a straight face, no one knows where that egg came from. <laughs> no one does know where that egg came from because the for the the van was so tall. You know, you could just like arc it up there, and it would just land on a car in one of the left or center lanes. It's like kind of a grenade like, throw. Where the fuck did like did that egg just fall from the sky? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, chickens really can fly. They can. Yeah, something I guess. to consider. Yeah, so that never got chased down for that one. But anyways, yeah. So do you want to watch this to. YouTube video? Yeah, fired up. It's very. It's like seven minutes long, um, but you can skip a little bit if you want. This is uh, from our series of remember what America was like right after nine eleven. It's a music video, and this is not irony or satire. This is for real. Just tell me what you're seeing. He kind of looks like Jesus, and he's holding his arms yeah. out like Jesus. He's walking on a beach wearing a T-shirt that says USA. He looks like if Jesus spent a lot of time at Guitar Center after 9-11. Do I, am I supposed to know who this guy is? No. Okay. But, apparent, but if you look at it, this video has like half a billion views or something, or half a million. Yeah, it's a lot of views. I wiped the tear. I saw the moon. I the wind. He's, uh, he just had, he's, it's different, like, styles of the same shot. Like, you know, he, he remains on a beach in all of them. But in one of them, there's a nighttime with the fakest fucking moon I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. (laughs) It's 20 years ago. We didn't have Adobe Premiere. Like, it looked like a moonfall situation where the, the moon is coming for us. He had like what appeared to be like some ghosts, like just regular ass looking people, but like they're a little transparent. And now I think they died at 9-11. They're ascending to heaven. Yeah, I guess. Now they're now they're angels. (laughs) And the 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 surf is washing up on him, but the surf is an American flag. Honestly, like props to the effects department. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, so this guy's name is dennis madalone mm-hmm. and he's a stunt coordinator and musician so oh, yeah he cor- yeah we stand as one USA. somehow the uh, statue of liberty is on the beach America, we stand as one and you must Now he's at his school. There was a, a cloud that had uh, firefighters, 9-11 first responders were inside the, the cloud because yeah. they're in heaven now. 
Now he's in school. <laughs> they are. They're fighting. This <laughs> is the facial expressions. He's very serious. <laughs> now he's in Mount Rushmore. Standing behind a window, inexplicably. Oh, and the widow's carrying a baby. Yeah. <laughs> what a reveal. <laughs> He's talking to hot angels again. Kids. <laughs> Some bald eagles. You knew they were coming. Oh yeah. I love the arrangement. <laughs> troops? What were the troops doing yeah, for 9-11? Well... The firefighters made a lot more sense. There was no, like, guys in their dress right. blues fucking digging people out at the World Trade Center. Yeah. <laughs> Firefighter hugging a child. Oh, drum fill. <laughs> Firefighters carrying a flag. Unintelligible lyrics. <laughs> Songs like halfway through. I know it sounded yeah. like it just ended. I guess now there's another one. You want me to read this message? America, we stand as one as a dedication to our brave heroes and all our loved ones. For some reason, there's a hyphen between loved and ones. It's <laughs> not AP style. And, and loved ones is capitalized. This new American rock anthem, again, rock hyphen anthem, uh, fills you full of hope and comforts you with a spiritual, me spiritual message from our loved dash ones that they're still with us, but in a different way. Yeah, I, I picked up on that. <laughs> Have faith and believe they will always be with us, always holding on. Dennis Madalone. Then what's the yeah. rest of the video? I can't remember. It's been a couple weeks oh, since I watched it. There's three minutes of credits. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah, that's right. I'm not going to play right. the credits. Yeah, you don't have to. No, the funniest part about it is, is that this is the only song this guy's ever recorded. Yeah, because he's been too busy like, stunting. Yeah, he did, did stunt work on like uh, the Star Trek movies and series, and I guess. And then he's like, you know what? I f I'm cold. Yeah, I Dennis Matt alone, alone can fix this. Yeah, no, like I, I had a friend who uh, signed up for the Air Force Academy because the towers fell. Right, and it's so different Dennis, for everybody. Yeah, same same kind of deal. You know, he's like, what if I made this video? <laughs> The best part about it, man, is just like that level of earnest. Uh, I guess it does exist. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, 
the closest is probably, and we'll talk about this on Patreon this week, like the J6 choir, like they're not joking. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. All the Trump but people, like, it's yeah. they do have some of this spirit. That's probably the, the best way to put it, is that they're, they're a revival of that, of post 9-11, complete ignorance. Uh, they were steeped like in that. They were sad events. that it went away. Yeah. Now let's let's bring that bitch back. All right. That's all I got for today, TC. Uh, you know, stay safe out there. I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I certainly was. Like, <laughs> I really can't emphasize to you the degree to which, like, in his eyes, he looked like he was just done. He was, he was out of control. There was not yeah. a shred of, like, anything. Like, he appeared like so he opened the i'm sorry to get but i i do have more to tell this is a, a, a nuts thing um whenever he opened the door it seemed like it was mainly like he was telling me to roll down my window and i was like no and he's like okay well if i can't get the window rolled down i'm gonna open this door it didn't seem like he was trying to pull me out of the car yeah but like I don't know. But who give, knows? Give him a little bit. Like once he yeah. fucking hears what I'm saying, <laughs> who knows where we're going? Um, but like, uh, it just, I don't know. Like I, I certainly was driving around the rest of the day being like, if he was one of the ones that had a gun, like what, where am I right now? Yeah. Like he, it, yeah, if, it, whenever he's hitting the window, it feels like he's using all of the resources that he, like that his, Every part of his being is just reverberating with the message of like we've got to make this guy yield. And uh, yeah, there, you know. there are there are two things that could have uh, been inserted into that situation that would have certainly resulted in your death that day. One is a firearm, and two is a dip cone. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he he was reacting like, is this motherfucker stepping to me while eating the dip cone? Yeah, that, I mean, if there was actually a dip cone melting onto your hand at that point and a firearm or, or just crowbar, we're not having this conversation right now. Yeah, no, I was I was a dip cone level of uh, indifference. That, I, that's probably a lot of what's going on. You know, it's like he... He's he's got this authority in his head, and he's looking. Yeah, he's at, used to some pussy like me. And I'm like, oh, geez, yes, sir, dude. I don't. You would not have respected this guy. He did not look probably like not. But I am a giant pussy. Anyone? Uh, and I I don't know. I mean, whatever. I I could have just uh you know fucking parked, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's not, it's not like it's the make or break for me. But like, I'm at my job. I'm doing this to make yeah. money. I like what how much money I make is somewhat determined by like how quickly I'm turning these around. Uh I don't know where the ride like where the the passenger is. Like they might be about to walk up and if they are, you know, like I just want to get out of here. Like I don't know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was a fun experience. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll see you man. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.